0: I mean, it was incredible because it wasn't death by PowerPoint when it comes to wellness and policing, unfortunately. And yes, I'm going to go on a tangent here. But uh, yes, uh, police have unfortunately uh, attached the the wellness concept with an online mandated training course that they have to take. That's very boring. So therefore, when they hear wellness or something like that, they dismiss it immediately thinking, well, this is just going to bore me today. Not the case with the cops conference. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Concerns of Police Survivors, the podcast. On this episode, I'd like to welcome Scott Medlin. Scott is a Marine Corps veteran who spent 15 years working in law enforcement and now spends his days helping officers stay alive and thrive through his books, speaking engagements, and through the 10-Code mindset. Welcome, Scott. Hey, Tony. How are you doing? Doing good. Now, Scott, you were one of the keynote speakers at our last year's National Conference on Law Enforcement, Wellness, and Trauma. Getting a standing ovation, might I add. See, the lights were so bright, I couldn't even see that people stood up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you from the crowd, uh, everyone was, you know, a couple feet taller. <laughs> and and you you talked about uh, staying alive and thriving there. But I we are getting ready for this year's National Conference in Orlando, Florida, which I'm excited for. It's going to be a great space. Oh, yeah. Do you just want to talk about what your experience was at the national conference? Just a a brief overview, because you also attended as, as an attendee as well.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, when, when I arrived, I mean, the, the, the the event venue was amazing and I was just, it was already just, I think by the, by the way the building was set up, it was just inviting for like a great mood and festive. Uh, So I walk in and I just see, Vendor after vendor, table after table, but I see people engaging with these vendors, not just walking by acting like they don't see them, and and that was cool to see. And then uh, I met Quabena in person, and then he said, "We have classes going on. Make sure you attend." And I walk into uh, the suicide prevention class taught by a retired police sergeant Chris Scallan. and I mean it was incredible because it wasn't death by PowerPoint. I, I really, when it comes to wellness and policing, unfortunately. And yes, I'm going to go on a tangent here, but uh, yes, uh, police have unfortunately uh, attached the, the wellness concept with an online mandated training course that they have to take that's very boring. So, therefore, when they hear wellness or something like that, they dismiss it immediately, thinking, well, this is just going to bore me today. Not the case with the cops conference. Uh, such passions, such genuine people. And then the, the lunches were great, not, not only because the food was good, because like the rooms were loud. People were talking to each other. And, and when I would sit down with a, with a group of people that I didn't even know, we had conversations. And it was just all around a great event.
1: That's amazing. I've never heard of a wellness conference being described as festive before. Uh, and it's one of my favorite things now. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were sitting in that class by, by Chris Gallen, you said it wasn't death by PowerPoint. I know a lot of, a lot of folks have sat through those presentations where you go, honestly, this could have been an email. Um, mail me yes. the PowerPoint. I'll look it over. You were engaged here, but what did you take away from that class that you're maybe using, whether it's in your speaking engagements to um, to help officers um, stay alive and thrive, or whether it's in your own life? What are you sort of um, using from that class?
0: Chris spoke about, an officer involved shooting. He was a part of, well, I mean, actually the only one involved in, but he uh, played the audio of that, but it's not so much that that was impacting. It was, but what he finished on was a picture of himself smiling after receiving an award for his courageous acts in that shooting. But he said, see that picture right there. I'm barely smiling because I, I, right before that picture was taken earlier in the day, I had tried to kill myself. Wow. And it, and it really, it was it was amazing that he said that. And what I, I got out of that was he felt like he was alone and he felt like that was the only way out of pain at that point in his life. And I realized right then and there, a lot of these instructors like like Chris are very good at showing the fact that you're not alone. Like no matter what your struggle is, chances are someone else has been th- through it a fellow law enforcement officer. It's okay to reach out to somebody and there should be no judgment. Uh, and that's what I took away from I was just like, no matter what, everybody has their own individual incident, but chances are it echoes the same emotions that can come up from a, from someone else's incident. And we're not alone. Like we can really support each other because we've probably experienced the same emotions from the stories we've had in law enforcement. So that's what I took away from it. And therefore, if I felt like I had that much more support, but also everyone else should feel like they have that much support as well.
1: Yeah, there's a huge power in the law enforcement family. Um, and that's one of the things, I, I don't have a law enforcement background, right? I I come from more of a media background and I'm running around at events doing, you know, some of the voice work and working with behind the scenes and doing some photography and things like that. But not even being involved in it, you can feel that sort of connection um, from across the room, oftentimes. And it's it's really, really cool. I know for me, one of the biggest times I feel about feel that is law enforcement appreciation night, where you know, we bring in usually it's a comedian and some different types of entertainment and things like that. You went to that last year, right?
0: I sure did. And I had an absolute blast. I mean, Vinnie Montez, the comedian, and also longtime law enforcement officer, he was just the icing on the cake for that event. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so I think it was like therapy that he was there, making all of us laugh so hard. <laughs> but that, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, at meals where I sat down at tables with other people that I would never met before, that it was the same thing that night. Uh, there were people I knew the people to my left and right, but. The, the people across the table, I'd never met them before, but by the end of the evening, we're all talking and having a great time. And I really think that just echoes the the environment and the, the sediment of that conference was not only festive, but it, there really was the atmosphere of being conversational and people being uh, networking and stuff like that. And that law enforcement night was really captivating. And if anyone, in my opinion looking back on it, if anyone didn't feel supported, I mean, after attending that event, how could you not? I mean, it just, it was really a very good sh- sign and, and, sh- and showing of appreciation. That's amazing. One
1: of the things that I think is really, really cool and that folks looking from the outside you don't see is, well, you may go to professional development conferences and things like that. And it's, all day of classes and classes and classes and then you maybe go to out to dinner with your crew afterwards or something there are pockets in between each serious moment in the classes each each class that talks about you know something that that folks can use in their daily life there are moments in between of of lightness and of networking whether it's you know just getting to chat with somebody over uh, a bag of doritos and <laughs> Um, a diet coke at, at a snack station, or whether that is um, engaging with some exhibitors. That sort of light moment in between is really key to allowing sort of you to think about the classes you just went to, but also for that not to just be you get through the day and like I'm wiped, I'm done. Let's uh, let's go pass out. But then you get that networking perspective in there too. Um, I know I just talked about exhibitors. You talked about them at the very beginning when you said, when you walked into uh, the hotel last year and you saw the booths, uh, the exhibitors at the national conference are not just people trying to sell you things. Um, you know, there's there's some shops and things like that, but some of them are informational services um, or, or even um, peer support groups. What kind of experiences did you have with those exhibitors and what did you take away from
0: those? The exhibitors that I talked to, it just, it shows that there are people who really care about law enforcement officers. And a lot of them are former LEOs caring about current law enforcement. And I've kind of brought up the point earlier where if if, if you didn't feel supported before, after after attending the law enforcement appreciation night, how could you not? It's the same with talking to the exhibitors. Like, it's really amazing how many resources are actually there. The officer might not know they're there, available for them prior to getting to the conference. But at the COPS conference, if anyone said, well, there's no resources for me, I'm on my own. that, that That's just a lot. Or you were just walking through with your eyes closed. <laughs> I mean, I was amazed at how th- there were the actual mental health services that were there. I mean, officer privacy was there. So because let's face it, doxing is a real threat now. Like if an officer's address is all over the Internet, th- they need to get that under control as best they can. And officer privacy is there. Um, when we come, when we talk about wellness, a lot of people don't think about how much stress. I mean, in the moment, you think about how much like if you're going through a financial hardship, how much it's stressful. But sometimes uh, we we underestimate just how how much chronic stress can be linked to. Finances. So there was uh, Nick with the financial cop. There was that peer support couple with Kathy and Javier Bustos. I mean, it was it was just so much. And and my whole thing is, if you if you go to this conference like like in Orlando coming up, if you're thinking about well, if there's something that can help me somehow in my personal life or my professional life, chances are there will be an exhibitor there who can do that, and they they will be good. They they will be someone who cares.
1: That is so well said. I don't have a ton to add to that. But I do have a question for you, right? You spent 15 years in law enforcement, um, and I know the decision to step away from it was, was difficult for you. If you had, had had a chance to attend a conference like this, you know, maybe five years into your law enforcement career, um, it may not have changed you stepping away from it at some point, but how would that have changed your career?
0: I have no doubt it would have prevented me from going through some of the mental health struggles that I battled, which I opened up about while giving the key, closing keynote last year. I, I wouldn't have had those stories, maybe, who knows, but uh, I would have at least had more of a uh, of the knowledge just how threatening suicide and other mental health conditions are to law enforcement. Because I didn't know twelve years until 12 years into the career that I was more likely to die by suicide than being killed on the street. And that enraged me. That's why I talk about this stuff now. But anyway, just to be able to acknowledge that we're we're people and we're not immune to the stress demands and trauma of law enforcement, like a conference like the concerns of police survivors, law enforcement, trauma and wellness conference, it would have just been eye opening to say, wow, I really do need to take care of myself. And fortunately, here at this conference, I learned just how to do that. And it's OK to reach out for help as here are all these resources provided to me. Yeah, it, it could have it could have definitely changed the the maybe not I don't know the path of the career, but what happened during the career, looking back on so many things, what had I known that hypervigilance was not healthy <laughs> and there was a sign going on, having the mentality of, well, I would just want to be left alone for a while and it became a habit. Well, that was me becoming asocial and being indifferent with feeling withdrawn. No, that's that's a symptom of something bad like we can't have that had I known these things yeah things could have been a lot different so it it, it's I'm glad there's a momentum nationwide I think there needs to be more of a momentum but thank goodness for concerns of police survivors putting on a conference like this it's gonna it's definitely gonna help some police but you have to be open to it first though you really do. You can't go in there thinking you know everything. You can't do that. you got to be open to the fact that, look, I'm a person. I'm going to need help from my fellow brothers and sisters as well as outside resources. That way you have a better perspective going into the conference.
1: Absolutely. And and thank you for that um, sort of glowing uh, review there. <laughs> <laughs> Meant every word of it. If you had um say one of your coworkers from one of your old departments you know shoot you a text message or an email say, "Hey, I heard about this conference. What's going on there? I maybe uh, I might be able to attend, but I don't know. What would you tell them to let them know you know how this affected you and and whether or not they should
0: go? I would say you need to get all the information about the conference. And you need to uh, tell your chain of command, get me to this conference, (laughs) because it's it's I mean, it's all of what I've said. It's it's not death by PowerPoint. There's events that are fun, but you can also meet people, which let's face it. We need each other. People need people. Relationships are very important. That happened at the cops conference for me, and I know it happened for many others as well. Uh, Yeah, I would just say you got to get there. Bottom line. And you get out of the conference what you put into it. The same with anything else in life, particularly difficult things. You put in the work, you get something out of it. Same thing at the conference. And so put some effort into it. Be an open book uh, and uh, be willing to write as much as you can information wise and your plan and vision as to how to go forward, knowing what you learned from the conference.
1: Absolutely. Those are great words. And thank you for coming on with us today. Now, you spend uh, all of your days writing, doing your, your podcast, doing the, the 10 code mindset, uh, and speaking, where can folks, if, if they're like the Scott guy, I got to know more about him.
0: Where can they find more about you and and engage with you? Thescottmedlin.com. That's my website. I mean, there you'll get the links to everything that I work on. And yeah, I mean, I, I'll be speaking. I got two speaking engagements this month and then I I've got more coming up to finish out the year, all in an effort to show people you're a human being, you're going to be affected by the stress, demands, and trauma you experience in law enforcement. Nobody's bulletproof. I said the three damaging words my whole career. I am fine. Well, until the last four years, and then I had to take on a thriving mentality, which just means progress. Like We as people uh, do very well as long as we continuously grow and have progress in things. That's thriving. We can't survive. We can't just settle for hardships. No. What can you do to get out of them? all these different things I talk about just to help prevent officers from being a negative mental health statistic like I was at certain times throughout my career. But let's face it, this is deadly. I mean, we are statistically more likely to die by our hands and by the hands of someone else. We can't be we can't be in denial, can't be complacent about it. And I I bring that up to police all across the country. And I challenge a traditional way of thinking on a lot of things. So we're getting out of our comfort zone on this, but I'm not here for check-the-box training, nor BS as well. <laughs> so thescottmedlin.com.
1: Perfect. And thank you again, Scott, for coming on. Uh, if folks who are listening to this want to know more about the COPS National Conference on Law Enforcement, Wellness, and Trauma, you guys can go to ConcernsofPoliceSurvivors.org. There is a slider on the homepage there that will take you straight to the National Conference. Or you can email cops at nationalcops.org or give us a call at the national office. That's 573-346-4911.